remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the extraordinary life of Queen Elizabeth II, a British monarch whose reign was the longest in British history. Today marks the first anniversary of her death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the extraordinary early life of Queen Elizabeth II. Part 1. Early Years and Ascension to the Throne, 1926 to 1952. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor was born on April 21, 1926, at 17 Bruton Street in Mayfair, London. She was the first child of the Duke and Duchess of York, later known as King George VI, and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Her younger sister, Princess Margaret, was born in 1930. Elizabeth was initially not directly in line for the throne. Her father was the second son of King George V, making her a less likely candidate for future queenship. Elizabeth's early education was unconventional by today's standards, but typical for a royal, she was educated privately at home, focusing on history, languages, and the arts. Her mother and her governess, Marion Crawford, largely oversaw her studies. By all accounts, she was a dedicated student, particularly enjoying lessons in history and literature. Her father also made sure she understood constitutional history and the workings of government, knowledge that would later serve her well as queen. The global turbulence of World War II had a significant impact on Elizabeth's life. As London was subjected to bombing raids, the royal family opted to stay in the city, though the princesses did spend some time at Windsor Castle for safety. Elizabeth and her sister Margaret did their part for the war effort, contributing to public morale by making radio broadcasts aimed at children who had been evacuated from their homes. In 1945, at the age of 19, Elizabeth joined the Auxiliary Territorial Service, where she trained as a driver and mechanic, becoming the first female member of the royal family to join the armed services as a full-time active member. These wartime experiences contributed to her enduring sense of duty and her service to her country. Elizabeth's father's ascension to the throne in 1936, following the abdication of his brother, King Edward VIII, drastically altered Elizabeth's future. She became the heir presumptive, putting her one step away from becoming queen. With her father's relatively poor health, young Elizabeth became increasingly aware that she would one day ascend to the throne. On November 20, 1947, Elizabeth married Lieutenant Philip Mountbatten, a former prince of Greece and Denmark who had served in the British Navy. The marriage was one based on love, but also served a broader symbolic function, unifying a nation still recovering from the ravages of war. Together, they had four children, Charles, Anne, Andrew, and Edward. Elizabeth's life took a dramatic turn on February 6, 1952, when her father, King George VI, died. She was only 25 years old and on a tour of Kenya with her husband when she received the news. Elizabeth was immediately declared queen, her reign retroactively counted from the day of her father's death. The loss of her father and the weight of her new responsibilities marked the end of her youth and the beginning of a reign that would last for seven decades. From this point on, Elizabeth was not just a wife and mother, but also the constitutional monarch of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth realms. 
Her early experiences, wartime services, and lessons from her father had prepared her, but nothing could fully encapsulate the weight of the crown that she would now wear. Despite the enormity of the task ahead, she was resolute in fulfilling the vow that she had made on her 21st birthday to devote her entire life to service, setting the stage for one of the most impactful reigns in British history. Part 2, A Reign of Transformation, 1952-1997 Queen Elizabeth II's early years on the throne were marked by an intense focus on modernization and redefining the monarchy for a new era. At 25, she was the youngest monarch of the 20th century and was inheriting a role that had been significantly altered by historical events like World War II and the abdication crisis. Her coronation on June 2, 1953, was a televised event, an early indication of how her reign would embrace technology and media in unprecedented ways. In her early years as queen, Elizabeth faced the challenge of balancing her role as a constitutional monarch with the needs and expectations of her growing family. Her relationship with Prince Philip was tested as he had to quit his promising naval career to focus on his duties as the Duke of Edinburgh and as the Queen's consort. The tension was further exacerbated when their children were to carry the surname Windsor for the Queen's advisors, rather than Mountbatten, Philip's adopted last name. Yet, both Elizabeth and Philip demonstrated remarkable adaptability, redefining gender roles within their marriage and the monarchy. One of the most transformative aspects of Queen Elizabeth's reign was the rapid decolonization of Africa and the Caribbean throughout the 1950s and 60s. While she had little political power to influence these events directly, her role as a symbolic figurehead was crucial in maintaining a sense of unity and shared history among the nations that chose to join the Commonwealth. She took her role as head of the Commonwealth seriously, visiting many countries and acting as a diplomatic link between them. As the years passed, Elizabeth had to navigate the monarchy through the turbulent waters of societal change. The 1960s brought a cultural revolution, the 70s and the 80s economic upheavals, and the 90s a fresh set of challenges that questioned the relevance of the monarchy. Despite these obstacles, Elizabeth remained a stable figure, carefully adapting the royal image without sacrificing its inherent dignity. The late 1980s and 1990s were a particularly difficult time for the Queen on a personal level. Three of her children's marriages ended in divorce, most notably that of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. The public nature of these marital collapses and the media's relentless focus on the royal family's troubles posed a serious threat to the monarchy's image. 1997 marked a low point in the Queen's reign with the tragic death of Princess Diana. The Queen's initial response, or lack thereof, in the eyes of the public led to widespread criticism. This period forced a rare moment of self-reflection for the monarchy culminating in a television address where the Queen acknowledged Diana's impact on the world and the grief many were feeling. Despite challenges and criticisms, Queen Elizabeth II's role as a unifying figure was undeniable. She had guided the monarchy through decades of change, ensuring its survival by carefully balancing tradition with modernity. As the 20th century drew to a close, Elizabeth had already become the longest reigning monarch in British history 
setting the stage for the 21st century with a renewed sense of purpose and resilience. The first four decades of Queen Elizabeth II's reign were not just a period of personal growth, but a transformative era for the British monarchy and the world at large. She navigated geopolitical shifts, societal changes, and personal tragedies with a grace and steadiness that have come to define her legacy. Part 3. A New Millennium, Old Traditions, and Modern Challenges, 1998-2016 As the new millennium approached, Queen Elizabeth II found herself at the helm of a monarchy that was increasingly intersecting with the digital age. The launch of the British monarchy's official website in the late 90s and the subsequent growth of social media platforms allowed the royal family to connect with the public in new ways. The Queen herself sent her first tweet in 2014, a symbol of the monarchy's willingness to adapt and evolve. Queen Elizabeth's role in the 21st century continued to be one of balancing tradition with modernity. As younger members of the royal family, such as Prince William and Harry, came into their own, the Queen made a concerted effort to pass on the traditions and responsibilities of royal life while allowing them the freedom to modernize their roles. This was seen in their charitable work and their more relaxed interactions with the public, both of which signaled a softer, more relatable monarchy. The Queen's Golden Jubilee in 2002 and the Diamond Jubilee in 2012 were significant milestones that not only celebrated her lengthy reign, but also demonstrated the lasting affection and respect the British public had for her. These jubilees were marked by numerous events, public appearances, and celebrations across the Commonwealth. They were opportunities to reflect on the Queen's enduring role and the stability she provided over decades marked by considerable change. The early 21st century also brought significant political challenges, such as the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and the 2008 financial crisis. Though her role required her to remain politically neutral, the Queen's steady presence during these turbulent times was a source of comfort for many. Her diplomatic skills were also put to the test during these years, as she met with several controversial figures in her role as head of state. The Queen remained committed to her role within the Commonwealth. She was an advocate for the Association of Nations, emphasizing their shared values and the importance of collaboration for mutual growth. Her attendance at the Commonwealth Heads of Government meetings and numerous state visits underscored her dedication to fostering good relations between member states. The royal family was not without its controversies during this period. Prince Harry's youthful indiscretions and the allegations surrounding Prince Andrew were among the issues that the Queen had to navigate carefully to protect the reputation of the monarchy itself. The Queen faced personal loss with the death of her mother, Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother, in 2002, and her sister, Princess Margaret, the same year. Later, in 2015, she would also say goodbye to one of her closest confidants, her cousin Margaret Rhodes. Despite these personal losses, she carried on her duties with the same resolve and dignity that had marked her reign. Part 4. The Final Years and Lasting Legacy, 2017-2022 
Queen Elizabeth II's reign reached an unparalleled milestone with her Platinum Jubilee in 2021, celebrating 70 years on the throne. The Jubilee was marked by a series of celebrations and events that included not only the UK, but also the entire Commonwealth. It provided an opportunity for reflection on the extraordinary longevity and impact of her reign. The latter years of her life saw increasingly visible transitions of responsibilities and power to younger generations of royals. Prince Charles took on more of the Queen's duties, particularly overseas travel and state functions, while Prince William and Harry expanded their charitable endeavors and began to carve out their roles in the 21st century monarchy. The COVID-19 pandemic had a profound impact globally and also affected the royal family. Queen Elizabeth II addressed the nation in a rare televised speech, providing much-needed comfort and urging resilience. Her leadership and stoicism during this challenging time reminded many of her fortitude during other periods of national crises, reinforcing her role as a source of stability. One of the most personal losses for the Queen was the death of her husband, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, in April of 2021. They had been married for 73 years, and his support had been truly invaluable throughout her reign. The Queen's grace and composure during the challenging time endeared her further to people worldwide. On September 8, 2022, Buckingham Palace ended up releasing a statement, which is going to read as the following. Following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended she remain under medical supervision. The Queen remains comfortable and at Balmoral. After this was released, her family rushed immediately to be by her side and she ended up dying peacefully at the age of 96 with two of her children by her side. Upon her death, Charles became King Charles III. Her reign spanned numerous British prime ministers, from Winston Churchill to Liz Truss. One of the Queen's last living actions, and the last major constitutional action she made, was inviting Liz Truss to come to Buckingham Palace and form a new government. This happened just two days before her death. Additionally, during her reign, countless global events changed the course of history. She navigated the monarchy through turbulent waters, the post-war reconstruction, and decolonization to an evolving commonwealth, and just the general complexities of modern diplomacy. In doing so, she transformed the British monarchy from an imperial institution to a modern symbol of unity and public service. Even after her passing, the influence of Queen Elizabeth II is expected to be felt for generations to come. Her work in modernizing the monarchy, her steadfast commitment to public service, and her unifying presence during times of national and international crises have left a lasting mark on not just the UK, but the world as a whole. She will be remembered as the queen who redefined the role of the British monarchy. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Queen Elizabeth II, a British monarch whose reign has left a lasting mark on the United Kingdom and the world. She's also who died today, September 8th. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what Queen Elizabeth II looks like, 
please follow our Instagram, who period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you are listening. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host, Peter, and thank you for listening.